Hello, and welcome to The Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. So glad you're tuned in at thebmgnetwork.com, the BMG Network's YouTube channel, or a major podcast platform. It's time for another exemplary episode. So here we go. I am so excited to have my two guests on The Adrian Ross Show today, and these are my long time friends and they obliged by asking me to by allowing me to have them on the Adrian Ross show to talk about something that is extremely important particularly in our culture today we're going to talk about marriage okay and um I have other folk on because if it was just me I wouldn't have nothing to say (laughs) because I haven't taken that plunge yet but um the couple that I have on have actually been married for almost 60 years. They were married in 1963, okay? Um, And, you know, it's interesting because statistics show that one out of every two marriages ends in divorce. And Mm -hmm. here, I I have a couple here who, I mean, they're headed towards 60 years. Some people don't make it one year. Some people, make, <laughs> true. Some people make some people make it uh, 30, 40 years, and then they end up divorcing. But you, you guys have been married for uh, for nearly sixty years. So my two friends are Harold Pinkney and Mary Pinkney. I I generally call them, you know, sister mommy and brother daddy. But uh, <laughs> uh, with with their permission, I'm going to try to remember to call that to call them Harold and Mary. Is that is that okay? Do I have your permission to say Harold and Mary for the first time? Yes, you do. Yes. All right. So, but I might I might lapse into brother Pinkney, brother Harold, sister Mary, sister mommy. You know, you just never know. But the reason why I wanted these two to come on, in addition to the fact that they've been married for 60 years nearly, is that I know them. I I you know it's not some Joe Schmo you know, uh, and, and Jolene Schmo walking down the street who, you know, say they've been married all this time, but I've had an opportunity to observe their marriage for many years. And so who better to have on than people who have walked the walk and not just talked the talk. So welcome Harold and Mary to the Adrian Ross show. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I want to start by having you two individually tell us a little something about yourself. Um, I'll start with you, um, uh, Harold. Tell us a little something about yourself, about your background, before we even get into the marriage stuff. Okay. Well, like you said, I'm Harold, and I'm the uh, brother of um, four boys, and uh, I'm the youngest, and I happen to be the last one alive. Mm. And um, I had two sisters, and they both did also. Mm. But uh, I met Mary in college my freshman year. We were in a guidance class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure you know what guidance is. Uh, that's the class that teaches you how to study. Mm. And Mary's last name was Pygott, and mine is Pinkney. So she sat right in front of me. I had a chance to observe her, and she was young and beautiful, and and I kept teasing her and making her laugh, and uh, and that's something I tried. I continued throughout our years of marriage. Okay. Find out if you can keep uh, your spouse happy with laughter, something light. Well, you 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 well ahead of us. We got we got to go. She's in background. We got to we got to get. No, we're going to get to that because what you're, saying, what you're saying is so important and I don't want to rush. I don't want to rush through that. So I want to come back to that. Okay. Uh, I want to come back to that. But um, well, let me let me let your wife, Miss Mary. <laughs> okay. Well, my background is I'm from a, of, of a family of nine children. I'm the seventh child. So, but, um, and we were both from South Carolina, went to the same college, met in college, and we met in college kind of in the guidance. We didn't meet in the guidance class, but outside of the guidance class. But because of the guidance class, he was so funny. <laughs> we met outside of the guidance class. 
So when we met outside, my in my roommate was in his chemistry class because his major was, you know, that was his field. So she just said she was going to introduce me to him because I wanted to know who was that funny guy. So when she when she did introduce me to him, he looks at me and says, I love you so much I can hardly see. I'm like, you don't even know me. <laughs> so that's that's kind of a little bit of our background. We met in college and, you know, we graduated from the same college and went on to higher education and stuff like that. I went to, got his master's and I went and got another degree in, in another field and, you know, and, and married. Yes. Or children so, and six grand. I love so. you so much. I can hardly see now, now that <laughs> somebody needs somebody needs to sell that one because uh, <laughs> that's classic right there. So talk to us, um, either one of you. Tell us about your your family, your your own family. My family, my my family after we got married. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about your family, your kids. How many kids? Yeah, you have? we right now. Yeah, right now. So we have two boys and two girls. The the girls are the oldest. Mm-hmm. And um, the boys are two years apart on the same date, born on the same date. So Harold's like, I was calling the shots. I'm like, no, you weren't. I had the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, but, um, but um, and we have um, we have um, five. We had six grands. We have five now because one died a year ago, a year and a half ago. So, um, it was a year and a half ago, yeah. And we have one great grand. Mm-hmm. So, um, the boys never got married. The girls got married. And that's about it. One is still married. And our youngest daughter that's still married, she she married 30 years after we were married. So, like, our anniversary is coming up 60 years. Hers is going to be 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I was in December. 21st and hers is January 1st. So it was like all, you know, kind of, I don't know how she did that, but <laughs> how did she plan that, right? I don't know how that, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yes. But that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Well, I'm thinking back. I, I wanted to do a little bit of research about 1963 and see what was going on in 1963. First of all, I wasn't born yet. Okay. In 1963. <laughs> okay. But that's the year of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Yes. That's the year of uh, John F. Kennedy's assassination. Yep. Interesting fact, the computer mouse was invented in 1963. Mm. The median family income was $6,200 in 1963. And the U.S. Census uh, from uh, 2020 says that the median income now is 67521 Oh, wow. Yeah, the price of gas would be 30 cents a gallon gallon you remember that yes Yes, (laughs) 30 cents a gallon and now check this out just for the fun of it some some music hits some pop hits in 1963 surfing usa surfing usa from the beach boys right beach boy you see them wearing their baggies a bushy bushy blonde hair Baby from the Ronettes. Uh, another Saturday night, Sam Cook. You got my boyfriend's back. From the angels, I guess it's called. This is before my time, but you know. My boyfriend's back, and you're gonna be in trouble. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. He is coming, better cut out. We have, um, it's like a heat wave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. heat wave. And and the Vandellas. In 1963. And you were married at the end of 1963. It, 
it sounds like such a long time, but you guys are living it. Tell me, does it feel like a long time to you? Well, not really. We, in, in fact, we enjoy some of the best years of our marriage, right? Uh, we, we have fun. Uh, sometimes we think our salary, minimum income is still 6000 but, <laughs> but, right? but, but But nevertheless, we enjoy one another. We make decisions together, and, and we have fun, you know, we just have fun. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a good time, a good time to be married. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because you look so young, you know. Oh, and thank, so, thank you, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you, you, how old, if I may ask, how old were you when you married? I was. How old were you? I was 24, I think. And, and I was 23. I was 23 and 24. I'm a year and a half older than him. Okay. That's However, when we got married, I thought I was six months older than he was. But you know, in the South, the birth certificates got a little jammed up, mixed yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you were, I mean, is, was that considered, to me, that sounds young now to be married, but was that considered young then? Did you feel young? Yeah. Well, at that time, in those years in those days women used to feel figured they should be married by the time they were 25 like if i'm not married by the time i'm 25 i'm gonna be an old man i'm not gonna find anybody and then i had a brother-in-law used to tell me all the time you know you go to college you better find a husband before you leave that's why that's why that's why girls are in college because you come out you find nobody that's the reason huh but that was he used to tell me that you know, and I used to spend, you know, some of my uh, breaks at his, at my sister and my brother-in-law's house. So, and, yeah. he, and he, he kind of just told us that. But I, we felt, you know, we were young because we did a lot of crazy things, you know, because we would always come to New York and work during the summer on vacation, on, on the summer, I mean, uh, the school breaks. In the summer, we'd work in New York mm-hmm. and we would meet up again. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were young and, um, did a lot of crazy stuff, riding around on the subway late at night by yourself. Wow. Yeah. By ourselves. I wouldn't do that now. But I, when I think about what we did when we were so young, I'm like, why were we so, I don't know what was wrong with us then. But I guess, I don't know, maybe crime wasn't as bad or we just didn't, was, didn't recognize. It. Well, yeah. what, one point, um, I remember one summer, Mary went to Philadelphia and I stayed home. I helped out on the farm. And she got back to school. She quit me because I was too dark. (laughs) Say more about that. He worked in the... I worked in the field. I worked in the cotton field, you know, and and with my father, and uh, he was still alive, and uh, I stayed home that summer, you know, and Mary come back, and she said, no, I can't mess with you. Man said, you're just too dark, you're too ugly, you know what I mean? Get her on. Later on, she came walking in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but he, I, I, I don't know. I didn't say it quite like that, but I was, I'm like, what happened to you? Why are you so dark? <laughs> <laughs> and in those days, it was we, we both were kind of, we were, we were young and and kind of did crazy. a lot of crazy stuff, you know, like, you know, he would get a girlfriend and I would get another boyfriend and we'd break up and. Yeah. break up and you know we had different boyfriends and girlfriends growing I mean then that time so when we got married when so when by since our senior year Harold's saying you know we got to make a decision we got to decide we got to get serious about this and stop acting crazy mm-hmm. decide what we're going to do in life whether we're going to get married or we're going to stay together what we're going to do yeah. yeah so that's when we started trying to get serious yeah our well, senior let's, year. let's go back to when you first met what do you remember the first date? How'd that, how'd that go? Who asked and where'd you go? And um, well, I was behind a bush. <laughs> that's all you did at college. <laughs> you, might want to clarify, you might want to clarify that. No. <laughs> no. Well, what happened was, well, well, well <laughs> in those days, um, you know, the dorms were separate. They had yeah. the girls in the boys dorm you they, you could not you could even go upstairs you could only go to the lobby this yeah. this and, and have the um housekeeper call for us to come down or come to the lobby whatever floor you were on yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, and then we probably just walked around and probably went to the student center. I, I, I'm not sure what we did, but we probably went to the student center. You, you, you had to sign, you had to be given approval to go off campus, first of all. Mm -hmm. Couldn't go off campus unless, you, and then you couldn't go off, freshmen couldn't go off campus, but maybe a few times a week. It was a certain number of times you could go off. The, the regulations were really okay yeah. back right. in those days. I mean, this this generation wouldn't have been able to go through all what we, you know, but it was fun. Yeah, well, you kind of had to sneak to hang out. Is that right? Yeah, yes. we, yeah, we yes. had to sneak to hang out. So, so we, so you know, we'd go to this after dinner. Um, we could we could stay outside someplace, hanging out until um, I think eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you could stay out until nine if you were in the library. Yeah. But if you weren't in the library and you were a freshman, you had to be back in the dorm. Right. So it, it, it depended on what classification you were at the time. And so see, junior, I mean, freshmen mm -hmm. um, had to be, it was really stiff. Yeah. We had to be back in. But yeah. We had to stand behind a bush. That's whatever. That's what they used to call it back then. I saw you in the bushes. I saw you in the bushes. That's what everybody <laughs> said. I saw you in the bushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Harold, what was that proposal like? Well, I graduated before Mary did. Yeah. And, um, Mary, I wanted her to finish school, you know, because um, and she's invested four years and so forth. Uh, and I wanted her to go back to school. And my thin and old girlfriend back I was in my wife's back, you know, so we got married. That was one of the things that prompted me to ask her, we should get married. Mm -hmm. We got married and um, Mary went back to South Carolina State and she finished. Oh, wow. Then, yeah. Had another semester. I had another semester. Yeah. I remember when I went down to pick her up and, and that's the time I looked at Mary. She was, she was already pregnant and, um, and, and, um, Black, you know, and I saw her sitting in the car. I said, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was short lived, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. He had to take me to a new town. I, I had to take her to a new town that I was living in. Every, my, my wife, and she lived in all country and big. <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, you had some doubts along the way. I had some doubts, yes. I had, I had many doubts, but, um, yeah. but well, the, yeah. thing that, the thing that helped me, I, I met a family who was a Christian, and um, they helped me. They, they, um, they, they just got into my heart, and I, I, I still think about them today. I have uh, Sister Bessie's picture on my nightstand right now, mm -hmm. and I just look at it. And I thank God for them. You know, they really got into my heart and into Mary's heart. And I think that was one of the keys to our marriage success. Christian um, people became Christian and we you lived already jumped. Well, before, well, before that, when she asked you how did we, how did we get from there to there, mm -hmm. um, First of all, this Christian family that he met in Kingston, um, where he was working, they did, they wanted him to get rid of me oh, because really? I wasn't in the church. Ah, mm -hmm. so um, I think I, I think Harold kind of he must be rebelled and like I you did. know when people tell you you need to get rid of somebody, you decide I'm not doing that. I don't mm -hmm. know how he did that, but he that's what he did, and. Um, he rebelled. Apparently, because um, <laughs> that 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 preaching is what the preacher wanted him to get rid of me because they told him and Harold he wrote me a letter and told me they told me because you unequally yoked. They figured it was unbelievers mm -hmm. that Harold was unequally yoked. Well, I know that you two are uh, elders in your church. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well respected in your community and uh, and walk a walk with the Lord. And so um, obviously he made that move first. So Mary, how did you come along to then embrace 
uh, a relationship with Jesus? I followed Harold because I grew up in the Baptist church, but, um, and I was still going to the Baptist church and Harold started going back to the Baptist church mm -hmm. after I, after we got married and I came to Kingston, mm -hmm. he decided he was going, he decided to go to the same church I was going to. Mm -hmm. So I kept going there. I kept, I kept going to that church until one day Harold did, he said God spoke to him mm -hmm. while he was at the Baptist church one Sunday. And he mm -hmm. could tell you that story. Mm -hmm. you what know? happened, um, I was sitting in the Baptist church um, and sitting in church. It was a Baptist church. <laughs> and um, the Lord spoke to me and, and, and had me to look at myself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Drinking heavily and doing everything else I was that I was big enough to do. The Lord said, um, listen, you're dirty. You're sitting up here, mm. claiming to be looking at me, but I see a lot of dirt on you. Mm. But in order to clean yourself up, you need to wash your face. You need soap and water. Mm. When he told me that, I got out of church that, that Sunday, and I went to that family house to submit told her what the Lord said to me and, and, and she embraced me and, and welcomed me back to back home, back to the Castle Church. And I, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I backslid a, a couple of times, but I got filled. <laughs> but that's how I got there. He kept telling me, you know, you have to stop going to that church. You have to come to this church. And I'm like, I'm already, I'm already saved. I'm already baptized. I don't need to go to that church. <laughs> and he kept telling me, we can't be at two different churches. <laughs> so that's how I got, that's how I got, that's how I got saved. I, I went to that church and um then I and then I got filled with the Holy Spirit there. And uh when I first got there, I you know it took a it took a while for me to believe that I was wrong. I'm like, I'm not wrong. Why are they saying that? I'm I just came because Harold told me to come. So <laughs> that I needed to be there. So, but that's how I got, that's how I um, got into my Christian life. And then I got, and I got filled with the Holy Spirit and, um, and I just, I kept going. Yeah. And, and the rest is history, as they say, right? The rest, the rest is, yeah, we went, through, we went through a lot of rough times, but um, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I want to ask you, I want to I jump right into where the, where the rubber meets the road, because I, I like to, I'm a question asker. And I like to ask questions. And I've been in the room with, with married couples before who've been married for any length of time worth speaking about, you know? And I've asked the question, what is the key to your successful marriage? I've asked older couples this question. And I wanna ask each of you that question too, for yourselves, for your relationship. Because listen, there are a lot of people out, at, out there who desire to be married. You know, and many of them don't have a model to look at and say, this is what a successful marriage is. This is what even a godly marriage is. They don't they don't have that, you know. Um, and so I'm going to ask, what would you tell myself and others is the key to your successful marriage? You want to go first? Um, <laughs> I think. I think. Um, there's there's a lot of keys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's a lot I'm of keys. Yeah. There's a lot of keys. But um, yeah, a lot of for forgiving. Mm. Um, trying to understand disappointments and um and disagreements and and just trying to learn. How each other and when we realize that we're two different people mm -hmm. we have different personalities we have a different fingerprint mm -hmm. but um but we have to learn how to get along with one another and 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 and, and fast forward mm -hmm. and then after god forgave us when we were in the world before we got before we got in the church and we were in the world we did we did a lot of crazy stuff and you know 
we did we did a lot of crazy things and but Harold kept telling me, oh no, if you go home to your mom, you don't come back, you stay. And that's so it. I, wouldn't, I didn't want to I didn't want to run home to my I didn't want to run home to my mother because because I had a sister that did that because every time she and her husband would get into something, she would run home to my mother. And every time I would get upset with Harold, I would call my mother, but I would never tell her not one thing. Mm. I would never tell her one thing. I wouldn't even tell her that I was upset, but yeah. but that was the reason I would call her. No matter what time of night it was, I would call her and and um just talk. And, and that kind of made me feel good, but she didn't know I was going through problems or whatever so I just kept it but I know that and then after we got saved then I realized um if if I don't forgive him and and that's and that takes took a lot of forgiving God will <laughs> forgive me and, I, and then I think about what I did and I'm like God forgave me mm-hmm. I have to forgive him <clears throat> how did God forgave me yeah God forgave me, so why am I keep holding these things? If if He says He's sorry and going to stop doing these things and what you know, whatever, yeah. um, I have to forgive. So it takes a lot of in a marriage. I think it takes a lot of forgiving and 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 not accusing people and uh-huh. and holding things against them and bringing things up because after you've forgiven and you're like, remember now you just. Told me you forgave me. Why did you bring it up again? Fast forward, keep moving. That's good. And you know what? Yeah, we're still learning. We're still learning some of those things. Even now, we still we still learning because we have a pastor that teaches that. Like, why are you still going back? God's already forgiven. Go forward. Yeah, and and you know we're just we're not perfect people. Exactly. But I love that that word that. What's what's a key to successful marriage? Learn to fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. What about you, Harold? What do you? What is the key? You think? Well, she kind of stole everything I was gonna say, but (laughs) (laughs) the key to me is I always wanted to be around her. Love to be with her. In fact, the only thing I didn't enjoy doing with Mary was shopping, going grocery shopping. I see something I want, I won't get it. Mary be looking for prices and no sales and all that sort of thing. I said, man, I'd rather sit in the car. I, I always enjoy being with Mary. Yeah. In fact, we set an example at our church. You know, we, we sit together all the time. And when they see me and they say, where's Mary? You know, Mary could be right behind me. Somebody asks, where's Mary? Because we, are, we like to be together, you know? Yeah. And here, yeah. Recently, here recently, what we've been doing is um, um, try to look alike. When Mary put something on green. I want to wear something green. Yeah. Oh. And so we enjoy that. Yes. You, you know what I hear from you is something that I have uh, always noticed when it's there in couples. Some couples, you know, they love each other. But you wonder if they like each other. <laughs> you, know? you can't you can't tell, you know what I mean? You, yeah, I know. you figure they love each other because they 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 stayed stayed in there, but they don't seem to like each other very much very much. But you seem like you like each other as well as love each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. After we got as we as we got older, older and further on in life, we realized that. Like now, if I yell at Harold, he yell at me, I'm like, like why are you yelling and i'm like that's what i do and then we start laughing and then we start laughing so i said why are you yelling? you're like that's what i do he's like and i'm like oh and, uh-huh. and then we think it's funny but years ago we wouldn't think that's funny like you yell at me don't you even look at me or whatever yeah, yeah. Right. so you know so um and it, it's um i don't know it's just as we get older and older we have so much fun together and stuff yeah. That's beautiful. That's probably why you seem so young, too, because you're laughing and enjoying one another. I have to ask this. uh, One thing I hear married people say a lot, including um, your your, your daughter, Kia, is a very good friend of mine. Um, She would say this, and, and I'll tell you what I asked her. She would say, you know, marriage is a lot of work. And I always hear people say that. So I had to ask Kia one time. I said, well, 
does it ever stop me at work? <laughs> I mean, that just, I, I, I already work. So, you already work. Like I'm already working. But, you know, so I, I, I'll, I'll say, well, does it ever stop me at work? Do you agree that marriage is a lot of work? And um, does it stop me at work? I agree. No. Marriage is a lot of work. Okay. But I, I, it never stopped being work because oh. the Bible teaches don't lose heart. Mm. It, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. What are you doing today? And and um and we learning new things every day. And and, and I'm, I'm telling you because of what happened is the pastor preached about something not long ago, mm-hmm. and he said um how to just don't mention it, even though it was something that may have hurt you or didn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. He said, but bear it and keep it dead. Let it lay dead. Don't even don't even think about it. And it may take a little while. Take a while to get it out of your mind. Guess what happened? God is faithful. He will put it in the sea of forgiveness. Yes. Yes. Um, I find that to be so true in marriage. Mm -hmm. Because you love, but it's a lot of work. But you keep on working and don't lose heart. Yeah. You got to be willing to keep on working. Yeah, it it is a a lot of work because you still, these things you think you know about, you do know know it about them and then you think they might have changed that little habit it's like oh my goodness oh my goodness and then you try it and then you just kind of don't say anything or something and i think each one of us do that like oh my goodness he's still doing that i'm like oh my goodness over here again is and it is a lot of work so marriages you have to work on marriage yeah, you got to be willing to work. And it seems that it's it's so easy now for people to just say, I, I don't feel like doing that, all that kind of work, you know, and then and walking away. So I have to ask this. Was there ever a time because I know there are probably people who are listening who are uh, very happily married, but no doubt there are people who are going, oh, my goodness, how many more years of this? You know, um, was there ever a time when you. I don't mean just going through hard times, but was there ever a time when you really thought, considered walking in two different directions? Yes. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I, um, one of the things I found out, it, it, you're going to be thinking about walking, you have mm-hmm. to have a plan. And I had a plan. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The Lord intervened with my plan, mm. sent me back to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and when you when you get busy doing something constructive along with your plans, mm-hmm. I think that give God a chance to get into your heart. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta have a plan. You can't just walk away and you got the support to home and stuff like that. No money, you gotta mm-hmm. have some money in your pocket. My plan was to get an additional education, make more money and stuff like that so I can afford it. But guess what? I wasn't, I wasn't going long. In graduate school, I realized I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved Now come to Johns Hopkins, visiting me and stuff like that. And we fell in love all over again. And you, know, you got to keep, like I say, you can't lose heart. If you mm-hmm. lose heart and quit, reward is going to someone else. Wow. That's good. What an example, though, um, to hang in there, you know, you gotta hang that, in. Yeah. I'm always blown away when I hear about people who have been married 20 years, 30 years or whatever. And then one of them decides to go a different direction. And I'm like, man, it's you. you you've been in there this long, you know, uh, see it through, you know. Mm-hmm. So what is your um, advice to. And not just young people, because uh, some older people want to get married, too. You know, I've heard some prophetic words uh, recently that this is the time when older folk are getting married. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. 30, 40s and 50s that the Lord is doing something there. So, you know, maybe maybe uh, next time you see me, <laughs> I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of single people who are very content in being single and and we're fine with that. But then there are some who, who want to be married, no matter the age. So overall, with the mm-hmm. wide range, speak to those who want to be married. 
maybe a lesson you learned, although you're sharing quite a few lessons, even as we just talk. But if you had, a, if they're listening, people who want to get married, what, what are you, what are you going to say? You know, what are you going to say? To them? I would say, just go ahead and, and make that leap and get married. If you want to get married, get married. And, over. and, and, and I'm speaking from some experience uh, we had with a friend of ours. You know, we, we they look, they, they both were married before or have kids at least. And um, they were talking about um, getting married later on in life. And uh, Mary, Mary told us, look, get married now. You don't know. Jesus may come and you out there fooling around. They got <laughs> married and they have mm-hmm. so, And um, I think just make that decision get married. If you, first, you got you to gotta, you gotta think you, you got to like the person first. They, <laughs> they may come later, but you got to like them. Like something they do and stuff like that. Like being with them, I, I always like that being around, being attached, you know, uh-huh. in the midst, you know, man. But yeah. looking at that's mine, you know. I like, I like, I, I, it belongs to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the kind of thing. You gotta, you gotta be something about the relationship you like. Make that decision and get married. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter the age. People yeah. think you get married just because you're young and and. and Love is just, our love is stronger now, I believe, than it was when we first met it. Yeah, as you've matured and gotten to know yeah. each other too. Yeah. What about you? I, I enjoy all of Mary's cooking now. When we first got <laughs> no, 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 no. I still burn food. <laughs> well, you you have a husband who can cook, so that, that's a blessing too. And baby, we'll talk yeah. about that uh, before we. Say, say goodbye, but uh, Mary, do you have any words of wisdom for people who are thinking about marriage? Um, I think I think one good thing um, to think about is become good friends. Become, become really good friends and, and learn to kind of try in that relationship, try to get a chance to trust one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and I think if you can become good friends, you can kind of work things out after you're married. Because, you know, mm-hmm. like like I said, after the honeymoon is over, then you got to go to reality now. Like, let me see. I yeah. didn't know you did that before. <laughs> right. I, I didn't know. I didn't know you you threw your socks all over the floor. I thought you would put them <laughs> up or something like that. You know, something like that's an example. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, yeah. because you know, when you're not married, you don't know all these these things. Right. And you got a honeymoon that's over. So, but if you're a good friend, like, okay, now you were my, my good friend. Now you're going to treat me like that. So maybe you can kind of, mm. I think, I think one of the best things to do is become, become friends, good mm-hmm. friends and, and, um, and trust one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's kind of like the main thing. And if, if you, in, if you, um, live in a, a Christian life, it's, it's a lot easier. easier. It's a lot easier than worldly. Yeah. Because in the world, you know, you you um constant constantly accusing one another of something or just figuring out, you know, because maybe you did something and you feel guilty, so you accuse the next person. Right. Yeah. When you live in a life of Christ, then you should be doing right, first of all. Right. You yeah. should be doing right. I said should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head there too, just harkening back to something you already said, because you said one of the keys to success is forgiveness. Yeah. And as Christians, you know, we understand the importance of forgiveness because you said yourself, if you don't forgive, then then is gonna not forgive, forgive you. You know, and so when you understand that, that that changes everything, you know. But if you don't have that understanding, then it's a it's a whole different thing. All right, I want to I want to play for you uh, a video from your daughter, Tia, and uh, I asked her a question about what she learned about marriage from having the opportunity and the blessing to observe your marriage because, as you mentioned, she's been married a long time, also. So let's hear. 
and and see um, what uh, what Kia has to say about her mom and her dad who've been married for nearly 60 years. So I was asked what I've learned from my parents' marriage for almost six of almost 60 years and um, how that has affected me in, in my marriage. Well, my husband and I have been married for 29 years this year, so January 1st. And I could say looking at my parents um, is um, several things that I think I've learned most is one, that they love to be together. They have so much fun. And, and that's something that my husband and I, we just enjoy each other's company. And um, we laugh more than anything together, even when things are difficult. So I've watched my parents laugh during difficult times and, you know, and struggle through, um, uh, yeah, challenging times, but, you know, not not doing their best not to um, put that upon us as children, my, my siblings and myself. And, um, and I appreciated that. Um, because that's something that we've definitely um, fostered in um, in my husband and I, in our marriage, and David and I. So uh, that would be one thing. So they have fun together. The other thing is there's such a mutual respect, and uh, they look to each other for wisdom, to you know, for big big decisions and little decisions. Um, that there's clearly trust there, and you know, and it, and it does take time. To build and um, and as you go through different stages, you know that is you know just different levels and different layers of trust. So I appreciate that. And then I would say the third thing is, um, and there's probably many things, but I would say the third thing is that they encourage one another, and that is so important in a marriage. That um, as you grow older together, that um, there are times where you you know, you have to make new decisions. You change plans, you change um, directions. And I've seen my mom and my dad just encourage one another to do, to go above and beyond um, what they, you know, may be a little hesitant to do. And they, they just, they promote one another um, in front of others and to one another, you know, in front of the family. And they're just, my dad is so proud of my mom and my mom is so proud of my dad. So I feel like that has been instrumental in um, the, the, just the love and the um, growth that um, David and I have together in our marriage. That was good. <laughs> good. Listen, I have to tell you, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that because you know what I, you know what I hear, what I see legacy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That you're, you're living your life. I don't know if you're conscious as you're living your life, raising your children, if you were thinking, okay, we're modeling what marriage is going to look like down the road. Maybe you you can speak to that. Maybe you were thinking that. But whether you were thinking that or not, it's what you were doing. Yeah. Here you are at 59 plus years of marriage. And here's your daughter at 29 plus years of marriage. And some of the same things that she said were some of the same things you guys were saying. So you know it's real because it was observable. It's not just talk. Like I said, comment on anything she said or anything uh, along those lines. Well, I think she really hit the nail on the head. I, I was listening. I said, that sounds just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, we enjoy being together. That's one thing. Yeah. And I enjoy seeing Mary get copied. Yeah, I mean, we took a picture the other day, and um, <laughs> my pastor commented on the picture on Facebook. But I was told Mary this morning. I said I would wait for him to comment on this picture over the pulpit <laughs> <laughs> from the church pulpit. <laughs> yes, but, yeah. but but um, we enjoy being together, and yes. um, and Mary, see, uh, I say Mary, you are the technical person. Mm -hmm. uh, and but I'm kind of like the kind of like the halfway common sense person. <laughs> yeah, and we have a good time. And the other thing is, here recently we started praying together. Mm -hmm. We get up a certain time. Sometimes we go back to sleep before the alarm, yeah. but we, we get up and we pray together, and that means a lot to me. Absolutely. And um, now that man's supposed to be the priest. Of the house, oh, preach, yeah, preach the prophet and, and the provider. But you know, man, I feel bad when I don't get up before. <laughs> yeah. 
Mary's heard the alarm. She's getting up. I'm still trying to get that last minute silver. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. That's why I say you, you can't afford to lose heart. Don't yeah. think you've done enough. You never do enough. Mm. You have to keep on working on keeping her happy. And she has to keep herself happy too. But mm. you have to keep on. This is a race that's not won until here. Jesus said, well done. Yes. That's, that's my powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, one uh, about what Kia said. Yeah, we do encourage each other, and we de I depend on Harold for certain things, and he depends on me for certain things. Like he has, he, he has, he uses a lot more wisdom than me. God just hasn't given me that another that extra. <laughs> I'm still praying for it though. Yeah, I have right. some. But his his wisdom is a lot better than mine, as, as far as I can see, and so I kind of kind of trust his judgments on certain things, and and um and certain things he knows he kind of God gave it to him. I guess he knows how to do, it and I don't. Yeah. So we kind of um, depend on each other and um, trust trust each other's judgments, like he has said, and. And one can do one thing and another one can do something else. Yeah. So we kind of match yeah. it up. Well, I, tell, I, I, I tell you one thing that she said that really jumps out at me is how you're proud of each other and how you promote one another in public as well as behind the scenes. And a, a lot of times you, you see people and they demean one another yes. around other people. And, uh, and that's not cool, you know, and I think that causes bitterness and things like that. But and it's one thing if, you know, if Harold, you you have Mary over to the side and you tell her, you know, how wonderful she is. But you don't just do that over to the side. You you make it known. You This is my wife and, and I'm and I'm pleased with my wife and she is pleased with you and other people get to see that. And you're such an example and give such a hope in a world that's in need of it so desperately and many times we um like people at our church will ask us you guys dressed alike again like what do you do i said harold gets something he's like what are we wearing what are we wearing today i'm like i don't know what you're wearing but i have an idea what i'm wearing so you guys <laughs> you like you have to help me so yeah. then and that's how we end up kind of you know mm -hmm. even dressing alike sometimes yes yeah that's awesome <laughs> that's amazing love no. it it you it's all right to be together privately and, and those compliments but i believe that the public needs to see you i i just i just like uh that's why i like to be with mary you know i mean uh, in church you know i say couple i mean married couple yeah act like they don't hardly know each other that's the truth yeah i, mean, I, I said the whole thing they love each other yeah you yeah. know what i mean they, they, they walk by each other and you don't see that you see love shines yes you walk by a person look at them something should be bubbling out of you somebody can see something yeah i think that boils down to getting um people get familiar with each other yeah. mm -hmm. and then you when you get too familiar you you take the person for granted and I think that that parallels the spiritual something, you know, when we lose that awe of the Lord, mm -hmm. we, we kind of just, you know, we, Oh, when I show up, I show up and Jesus ought to be glad I'm here. And yeah. exactly. you know, we patty for the Lord and, you know, and um, so it parallels. And, and that's why the Bible does talk about the parallel, you know, when he talks about marriage and he talks about, you know, I speak a mystery, but this is about Christ in the church. Yeah. There is that, there is that parallel um, yeah, you know, there, there's such a parallel. And, and I think that we, as an example, just looking at the, in the natural, I can say, you know, I look at how you enjoy one another's com company, you, you enjoy being together. And so it is in the spiritual, we have to maintain that awe of the Lord and the enjoyment of his presence and constantly yeah. to know him. And, uh, and because you're doing that, I think that's a part of, like you said, you're not perfect, but because you're endeavoring to do that, your marriage is an example of that. Now, one of the things as we wind down here, 
I want to talk about is that, you know, the adventure in the two of you. You, at your age, a few years ago, you decided to start a business. I want to talk about that. I mean, that, that just blows my mind. There are people who say, oh, they, they're like all at 28. And they're like, I can't, I, it's too late. And here you are, you know, and you start a business after having successful careers. You're just like, we're just not going to just settle down. We got some talents. We have some gifts and we got a lot of life in us and we're going to do this. So tell us, uh, one of you talk to us about your business. Well, I tell you what, I give thanks to David and Kia because mm-hmm. they are they encourage us. Yeah, and not only encourage us, though, David put together the website and and Kia with her uh, insight and stuff like that. You know, man, she and now that's us. their that's their daughter and their son-in-law. Yes, yeah. they 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 just help us, you know, and 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 they very seldom. I'll hear from them. How's the business going? Something like that. That's encouraging. Yes, yes. And we have we had some slow period, but uh, we are doing a fundraiser now for the church. And um, what happened is, um, I'm excited. We have some nice brochures out there. We got people. So what is what is the business itself? What's it called? What do you do? Uh, How do we start the business? The business is cakes and brownies. Cakes and brownies. Harrison Mary. and Mary cakes and brownies. Okay. You know, and um, but it, I I learned how to bake mm-hmm. from my mother, mm-hmm. but my past, my first Pentecostal past was a baker. He was chef at at a big hotel. He mm-hmm. he he baked. Now my cake tastes better than his. He's dead now. He can't hear me. But <laughs> but I I learned the skill how to put it together, make it look pretty and stuff like that for him. Mm-hmm. He believed in looking good. It had to look good. It had to be presentable and, and so forth. I enjoy baking. I can bake a pound cake with my eyes closed. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, when I was on the temporary assignment, um, I um, one of my lectures was how to bake. <laughs> And, and I had a cake there for them to eat. I got an A out of the course. All right. Yes. Yes. But so Harold and Mary's Cakes and Brownies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Mary, you're more of the brownie one, right? He does yeah, the brownie. cake and you do yeah. the brownie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I, can, I can testify <laughs> that it is uh, so delicious. Uh, they're baking. So delicious. What are some of the things that you have? Um, what kinds of pound cakes you have? What kinds of brownies do you have? Because I want people, I want people to 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 check it out. I want people to get on the website. You're going to give us the website, and I want people to to check out because I know for myself is good. Um, I have friends who commented about how it's good, and I tell you this: when when you get a, a former vice presidential candidate of the United States. Uh, Sarah Palin, who enjoys your desserts also. Uh, I think that that's a huge testimony to how good this stuff is. Harold and Mary's, oh my goodness, the cake is so wonderful. Watch this, watch this. Okay, I gotta make the shot look New York worthy though. Look, how beautiful this cake is. Adrian, you're missing out. And I already ate the whole first layer of the brownies. Oh, Harold and Mary. So much. It's the best, best surprise. Wish I could have seen y'all. And um, uh, God bless you. Thank you. It means a lot. Makes me feel not so homesick. Thousands of miles away. Thank you guys. So, what are some types of desserts you have specifically? We have. Well, Har- Harold makes them. He makes different types of pound cakes. Yes. Lemon strawberry pound cake, the um, regular pound cake, the glazed lemon glazed pound cake, the specialty uh-huh. cake that's with a mixture of colors. And some of those cakes are seasonable, uh-huh. so are seasonal. So, yeah, yeah. but, um, and then I make brownies and I think he makes a few more pound cakes also. Yeah. But it's usually during that season of the year, you know, yeah, like yeah. pumpkin spice and stuff like yes. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I make, all types of brownies. And I started making them, I, I, well, I was making them when I was working. And then after I left work, 
and the, the teachers used to love my brownies. And everybody, when they heard me making brownies in my classroom, um, they're like, oh, Mary's making brownies, we getting brownies. So after I left work, I decided, you know, maybe I should start selling brownies. Uh-huh. And then later on, then I learned how to really make them homemade brownies. So, mm-hmm. um, so then I started adding different types of ingredients to it to make a different type of brownie. So now I make peanut butter brownies, cream cheese brownies. Um, now I started making a glaze, a glazed chocolate chip brownie with nuts or without. Mm-hmm. Um, well, walnut brownie has been around a long time. We have the um, loaded brownies. That's about six different things in the brownie. My goodness. Three different nuts, semi-sweet chocolates, semi-chocolate, sweet chocolate, right. milk chocolates, and nuts. Watch out nuts. now. <laughs> and, and we have um, coconut brownies, or we have coconut pecan brownies, a mixture together. That's <laughs> really delicious. So it's, it sounds to me that there's something for everybody. It's yeah. something very, and the plain brownies. If you can't have anything, you get yeah. a plain brownie. Exactly. And then, you know, yeah, you get the plain brownie. So what's the website? Website is cakesandbrownies.com. So easy. You wouldn't so miss easy. it. It's so cakes, easy. Cakes and, brown, and brownies. Cakesandbrownies.com. That's all. One word. Yes. You are also, all together. Yes. You are also on social media, right? Cakes and Brownies, also on social media. You can find them there. So um, listen, I want you guys to check it out. All right. Make sure somebody reached out to me not that long ago. I don't know if she ever she ordered anything this time or not, but somebody had reached out to me a few weeks ago and she said, what is the website again for your friend's dessert? So, you know, maybe something was ordered. I don't even know about it, but uh, definitely. So, again, here this here they are uh, deciding we're going to do this this venture and adventure together. At age 80. At age 80, they started this, guys. At age 80. Okay. Again, almost 60 years of marriage at 80 years old, they are starting a business guys. And so what an encouragement you guys are. I just want to say thank you so much for being on the Adrian Ross show. Your story is an encouragement to your own family. Obviously it's an encouragement to me, which is why I asked you to be here, but I know it's an encouragement to many people who are listening. Those who endeavor to be married, those who are already married, those who are even struggling with their marriage and they hear, you got to forgive. You got to like each other. You need to trust the Lord. You need to have fun. You need to, to, to love on each other, even in the presence of other people, you know? And when you go through hard times, as Elder Pinckney said, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. We need, we need good marriages. In our, in our society, we need it in our homes, <laughs> obviously, but we need it in our society because there's a challenge in our society that seeks to dis- just destroy the very fabric mm-hmm. of, our, of our society, which is the family. Yes. And, and under the umbrella of the Lord, the church and the Lord, you know? So thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show. Any, any final words that you want to say before we let you go? Uh, I thank you for having us on the on the show. I appreciate it, and it was it was fun. And um, I hope we gave some some good some good tips. You did please, on marriage. I hope it helps someone yes. somewhere. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I want to thank you again for being on the Adrian Ross show. And uh, so guys, there you have it. Take those tips and those experiences and utilize them. All and right. All of those brownies. And order those brownies. No <laughs> joke. Order those brownies. The Lord will bless you real good. <laughs> All right. So God bless you. I will catch you guys on the next episode of the Adrian Ross show. God bless you. Abundant. Thank you. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast 
platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode. <laughs>